Hey, what's good, people? This is episode 80. I got the great Chrissy Jones. And you know what? Just going to skip this. The episode starts right now. What's up, people? This is episode 81. This is the Option Podcast, and we are in episode 81. Can you believe this? And after 80 episodes, or basically around like 60 or 70, you asked, you asked, I asked, I asked, you asked, and now you receive, because for me, I've got to give the people, give the people what they want. Chrissy Jones, what's up? Hey, what's up? Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. So cool. So we we were talking about before we got on the podcast, how like volleyball players are, um, we probably are the most gifted people because we have to learn how to become everything because it's not exactly like, um, how can I say a rich sport? Right? It's like, yeah. it's like, <laughs> I, need a, nicely, yeah. I need a doctor to take a look at this. No, you don't. No, you don't. Just call Todd. Todd's, <laughs> right? Right. There you go. <laughs> no, that's the professor. We need the doctor. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Chrissy, um, and for everybody listening, you know I, I, I have an unnatural chronology. I go past and present and jump back and forth. And since my audience lets me do whatever I want, I think it's probably going to be more of the same. So here we go. You, um, Deron Forbes. My program director for Endless Summer. I was her volleyball skills coach for five years. I'm on. I'm on timeout right now, but she said you uh, played against her daughter when you guys were like 11 years old. Oh, uh, really? Presley, no way. Presley Forbes, who was um, formerly at Hawaii and is yeah. now at um, is now at FIU. She's now at Florida International, finishing yep. her last two years. She, you know, girl wants to play, so guess what? <laughs> Had yeah. to transfer. So, cool. So that's how long you've been playing volleyball, huh? It's been a while. I picked up an indoor volleyball when I was nine years old. I'm 24 now, so it's been a while. Um, I started playing beach off and on. It was kind of like what I did to cross train in the summer. So I'd play, you know, I grew up in SoCal, so it was kind of a fun thing to do in the summer. And I was decent at it, but it wasn't anything I ever thought I would take beyond just kind of playing in the summers. And there also wasn't much opportunity in terms of college at that time that didn't exist in NCAA. So, um, my goal was always indoor. Um, but yeah, it's been a while since I started playing. Yeah, you were splitting your time, right? I, I think before it became an NCAA sport, um, that was it, right? Nobody was doing beach volleyball. No woman uh, was doing beach volleyball exclusively. They were splitting their indoor time with their, their club. Um, well, I guess moon, moonlighting beach volleyball while doing time with their club and then their high school varsity team. And then when it became an NCAA sport, people started to make lead decision and um, you made lead decision a little late in the house. And I think that was in chronological conjunction with, um, right. With it becoming an NCAA sport, right. You were, were you at university of Washington before it was officially, you were at least a freshman or a sophomore, right? Yeah. It was around that time that it had become an official NCAA sport. Um, it was kind of in the talks. It was like kind of underground. People were saying, Hey, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So in my recruiting process, I refused to commit to a school that didn't have a beach volleyball program or wasn't going to create one. So it was a big part of my decision for sure, because again, it's something that I grew up on. Um, and I, and I always loved, so it was something that was really important to me, but yeah, it was, it was super underground at that time. And then when I was a freshman or a sophomore, it became a sport, which was awesome. I can appreciate that. Look, I'm a kid from Brooklyn. Volleyball is still remains super underground, you know, and mm-hmm. if not for the immigrant uh, population there, you know, like I grew up Flappish Avenue, Brooklyn. So a lot of West Indians, you know, I was good friends with like a lot of people on certain national teams, Trinidad, um, cool. the Caribbean games. I, you know, I always try to make that trip down there because so much shit talking. Oh my yeah. God, it's so much fun, dude. So, um, yeah, and of course, the Russians in Brighton Beach, the Dominicans uptown, Washington Heights. I set for Balmeso for a couple of years. So, and I cool. Set, yeah, I set for all Polish teams, too. I was, I was the only guy that spoke English on both of those teams. But, wow. um, all right, your, both parents play basketball. Why volleyball? Great question. I went to some basketball camps growing up. I did a lot of different sports. My parents wanted me to play basketball and I just, it wasn't for me. I played and I didn't really like the contact. It, to me, it wasn't very exciting in terms of like, okay, I just made this big layup. Like that didn't make my heart 
beat out of my chest. Like the same way that getting a kill does or blocking somebody or getting an ace, like that stuff makes me so excited. And basketball just didn't bring me that joy. So yeah, we had to find something else. And I was actually going to a swim practice when I was younger at Long Beach City College. And we heard volleyballs bouncing in the gym, my mom and I. So she was like, you want to go look and see? And I was like, okay, like, sure, let's go look and see. And then it was a club team and I joined that club team and never looked back. So What's, yeah. um, what position did you play in high school? I played outside hitter in high school. Um, I'm actually a middle. I played middle throughout my club career, but my high school needed me to play outside hitter just to get more more sets. So I ended up doing that and then transitioned into college where I played mostly opposite. Okay, cool. Yeah, oppos. Yeah. Oppos fun. And honestly, like, best. if <laughs> I think it's the best because I think like someone of like your height, it, it, it would have been easier to transition to outside hitter if you played oppo first. Right. You know, you, this is your third option passer. This way you get some reps there. Um, and, and a men's system, as you know, because uh, you, you played at all different levels. And the men's system, the opposite, is the, is the, is the uh, best offensive player, you know, mm -hmm. in some systems. A lot of women's teams, it's the OH or the OH1 or whatever. But, but um, that's just my opinion, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, I was an opposite before I was a setter. You know, I, became, I was an outside, then an oppo. Just like you, outside, oppo, and a setter. But... It was yeah. easier path for me because I was left-handed and um, there you go. And um, I ran into an Olympic coach who told me to set. He told me don't don't waste my time hitting outside no more. I'm six okay. one. You taller than me, but but <laughs> but my wingspan is six eight. So I think I got you on wingspan. So you probably do. I don't um, even know my wingspan, but I don't think it's six eight. My dad's six eight, and I definitely don't think it's as tall as he is. So mm -hmm. cool. <laughs> yeah. There's a ton of places I want to go and that allow us to explore, but there's there's a couple of mainstream questions that people email me just to ask you. So I got to do this otherwise it would be podcast malpractice. Um, but this is a fun question I ask um, almost all of my guests, including had Dane on the show. I asked him; he had to think back. Um, Dane's so cool, dude. Yeah. Dane is so cool, dude. Isn't he? Yeah. Isn't he like the coolest guy in the world? Cool well, guy. Well, second yeah. coolest, Todd. I mean, whatever. Um, right. No, it's Dane. <laughs> Man, I'm playing with you. It's Dane. <laughs> it's Dane. So what point, was there a particular tournament in high school or when you started playing or maybe in club or was there a particular match or defining moment where you told yourself, I think I could do this for real. Mm. I think I could do this on the real. I think I could do this. I think this is what I want to do when I grow up. I think I'm going to get paid doing this. Was there a moment? Um, in high school, I would, I'm, I'm assuming, or maybe it just came later, you know, maybe that, that realization came later. Um, there's, but there's always a tournament where you leave or a match where you leave where you're like, holy shit, that was special. And I think I got this. Tell, yeah. The floor is yours. Yeah. That's a good question. For me, it definitely came later in life. I actually didn't really know through beach volleyball. I had no idea how that process worked in terms of what it meant to be a professional athlete, what it meant to play on the FIVB, the AVP. I knew they existed, but I didn't know what that process was like. I knew a little bit about playing overseas indoor, but not a ton. So my thought process in high school was more on what college I wanted to go to. I got my first letter from the University of Washington in eighth grade. And so from then on, I was just all about going to college. And that was kind of my only focus, honestly. I wasn't thinking too much about after that. But when I got to college um, and had some success, after my junior year, I was an All-American and my coach sat me down and was like, you know, what do you want to do after this? And I was like, I don't really know. <laughs> I haven't thought about it. Um, and then my senior year at Washington, I had gotten some injuries. I had a blood clot in my arm, two of them actually in the same arm, just from getting hit over and over, passing, blocking. Which arm? My right arm. Okay. It was very random. After a game one day, I just, blood flow stopped going to my hand and it was very painful and scary. Um, so I kind of had to figure out, I was taken out of that beach season and I'd also sprained my ankle, thrown my back out. So I was just kind of done with the indoor injuries. And so that was also kind of my moment where I was like, you know what? I don't want to play internationally indoor. I just don't want to anymore. Um, and my heart had kind of always been with beach, but again, I didn't know too much about it. So since I didn't play that last season of beach volleyball at Washington, I was like, okay, well, let's just try and play beach and see how that goes. So my coach was able to um, get me a contact at Cal Poly and I was like well if I'm gonna go play beach volleyball I need to go play for someone who can really teach me the game and somebody who 
um, knows what they're talking about and can help me grow really fast. And who better um, than because, Todd? And I who mean, better than Todd? <laughs> who better than Todd? The guy, look, the guy was a, sorry to interrupt, because <laughs> I do this a lot, but the <laughs> guy okay. was a coach before he even became a coach. Mm -hmm. Just him understanding the analytical and maybe and just the way he he passes on a knowledge and articulation and um, mm -hmm. there are a lot of player of uh, ex players that become coaches that Chrissy they'll never hurt your game okay but they're just levels to how much they can help right. okay this guy you know he's he's a gold medalist but is he he helps this much guy guy helps this much you know right. and it's so weird i mean and it's, it's always a safe bet to go with a player because players are really going to hurt your game but um i have people that never played the game in their lives that are just amazing right. coaches like uh, i think yeah. charlie sullivan uh was a lacrosse player he's the head coach at springfield and was also the national team coach for the men's yeah. team in 2015 and such an, an interesting character but but todd with that with all that being said blah blah yeah. blah todd um todd was a coach before he was a coach yeah todd was a coach before the game coach. so well definitely and that yeah. was something that you know i obviously i really valued because like i said i played beach volleyball growing up but it was all like wreck i played one year of usa beach um my in high school my senior year and i traveled to portugal and played but other than that in terms of like getting coached i'd never had that before so it was an opportunity for me to learn the game not just like being an indoor player who's playing beach but to learn the beach game in itself definitely i mean i think because your heart was there it felt didn't feel like a crash course it just felt like a, a learning sponge and for everybody listening the college experience beach, beach volleyball just like every other uh college sport is not just an in-season and pre-season and a little bit off-season experience it's 10 months out of the year i mean uh, um uh, and really that means 11 if you're if you're playing like off-season tournaments and if you're really really uh, uh infected by the virus no known cure right probably the, probably 12 months out of the year so so for a lot of people who are young who are listening to this i just i just want to make sure that you know right away if you if that's what you want your whole college experience to be you know because my wife she got recruited and she she's like she loves volleyball you know volleyball and tennis but it's not what she wanted like her 12 months experience to be you know and and it's also a good school too like she went she you know she went to school in massachusetts she went to harvard um I mean, a good school. Yeah, man. I mean, right? You're gonna it's choose a great the student school. Yeah, you're gonna choose the student before the student athlete on that one. Yeah. Right, dude. I'm from. Look, I'm married into an academic family. I mean, yeah, clearly. Yeah, I mean, she's she's Harvard. I'm, her dad's Harvard. A mom, Duke Duke uh, Law School undergrad and graduate school. Um, yeah. Brother, like Wake Forest. Me, cool. I'm just a kid that went to Marymount Manhattan. You know. I studied, studied theater. They were ranked number two in the country at the time. I auditioned, got, nice. got lucky, got good, and, you know, put volleyball on the shelf a little bit, which you can imagine hurt more than anything else, but yeah. you're working full-time, you're going to school full-time. Mm -hmm. You know, you could play volleyball and get Bs, or you could put that on the shelf and, and get As, and, and oof, man, that's just that's my terrain. So, so that's cool, man. But I, when did you make something I call lead decision? You were splitting time. Actually, I think I, I think I saw you. You played for Washington, their beach team, uh, mm -hmm. some of your senior year, right? Did you go? Did you make the trip to Hawaii with Washington? Yeah, we had gone to Hawaii. Yeah, um, that's where I, I, that's where I think I met year, you. But um, probably, I was I was with LMU. I was John Mayer's. Oh, okay. I was John Mayer's director of operations, which is a fancy word for saying like we're not allowed to have. X amount of assistant coaches, so right. we're just gonna give you a title where you get to right. coach and say say words that aren't that technically aren't coaching or whatever. But so, right, yeah, John's. You, hey, talk about nice guys. You want to talk talk about learning curves? I give yeah. you the three people we just talked about, right? Like Todd, mm -hmm. who was um, last um, the reigning defending Big West champion. Mm -hmm. I was at that too, by the way. I was. Oh, yep. I was doing. Right. I was on the broadcast team. I was doing color commentary for Court Four. I think cool. Dodd was doing court one with you, um, mm -hmm. right? You were pair one. Yep. Um, you got John Mayer who won the WCCs. They beat Pepperdine. Double elimination, had to do it twice. Talk about coming out of hell. It's huge. And then you had USC, I think, who I think was the reigning um, pack champs. They beat UCLA in the pack, but UCLA won the whole thing. And right, everyone, everyone yep. kind of knew it was kind of be that, that meeting, though LSU, 
LSU, they sneaky, boy. They, yeah. they, they're not yeah. sneaking up on people now, all right? Because <laughs> no. Kristen Nuss is a problem, right? And, Definitely. Um, and Taryn and Cloth, Cloth well. at yeah. a Creighton. You know, oh my God, Taryn Cloth yeah. is a problem. She's gnarly, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, they won 12 straight tournaments uh, really? um, before their season. They And I mean, wow. Kalinske and Stockman, 2-0. Scarborough, Davis, 2-0. I mean... Not just winning, but like rough shot. Kristen Nuss, that's the best pair. That. That's the best pair in the country right now. The best yeah. player, I think, is Tina. Tina Gradina. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Freaking goofy foot. <laughs> <laughs> it comes full circle though. Like her, her godfather is my mentor. So that's that's how I. Oh, know, I didn't know that. It's it's volleyball is just a small world, and in, in New York, so small. New York, the high level players, it's it's tiny. It's microscopic. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow, I'm actually sticking to chronology, man. I'm doing good. All nice. I gotta do is shut up and let you talk. Um, <laughs> by the way, good. this isn't an interview, okay? This is a podcast, so you get to yeah. ask me shit too. So it's not like, it's not <laughs> like, um, you know, where were you on the night of the stolen truck? You know, so um, right. <laughs> so the decision. Talk to me about that. Yeah, it came pretty late. Um, it was kind of Todd, actually, who sat me down after um, a couple of matches in the season and was like, you know, if you want to do this, you can. Um, you definitely have the potential. You've got some things to work on, but it's a possibility for you if you want to go do it. And I was like, I mean, I'd like to, but again, I don't know much about it. I know that it's going to be financially quite a commitment as, you know, someone who was coming out of college. Um and then also I just was like, I don't have a partner. I don't really know anything. And he was sort of like, you know, I'm just, whatever you need, I'm here to help you, but I'm just letting you know if that's something you want, you can, you can have it. So from that point, I was like, okay, I want to do it, but I just, I'll figure it out after season. Because the thing about it was our college season was going the NCAA. Um, I don't know why I can't think of the tournament, but the, you know, the big tournament, then civil yeah. tournament for beach volleyball was yeah. the same weekend Gulf as Shores, the first whatever. ABP. Gulf yeah. Shores, yeah. Oh, that's that's magic weekend. That's that's men's in, indoor, right? Men's in, yeah. indoor uh, yeah. semi-final four. That's right. Huntington Beach. Right. Savage. Exactly. And Gulf yes. Shores. That's, exactly. Wow. So I was like, well, if I do have to, you know, play to find someone who's going to be okay with me missing Gulf Shores, and it was just kind of all over the place, but... Um, Zana Muno actually, um, who plays at UCLA was like, Hey, are you wanting to play? And I was like, I mean, yeah, I don't have a partner. And then we're both going to be missing Gulf Shores or missing the first AVP for Gulf Shores. So ended up working out and her and I had played together the one year that I did USA beach volleyball, um, both of our senior years in high school, we had played together and had some fun. So we thought let's run it back and just see how it goes. Yeah. Good partnership for, I mean, for, for that, that time period, because, I um from what I know about the both of you guys, and I think I could speak for the both of you on this. You're, you guys are partners where you don't have to deal with your partner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, yeah. There's this healthy balance of when to give up control and when to take control. Because I always mm -hmm. tell, I'm a long time coach. I'm, I've been coaching 21 years, been playing for 30, really like five on the beach though. But the one mm -hmm. thing that I noticed about beach volleyball and indoor is there's no such thing as 50% control. There's, there's always, it's always going to be however, however skewed 60 or whatever. And, and mm -hmm. I think both of you guys are very good at being interchangeable as far as taking control and giving up of control is concerned. So, and I knew once you guys practice enough and figure that out, um, you know, there's some, some, some things you got to take care of and some things take care of themselves. Don't, don't, don't be trying to take care of something that's, you know, already, yeah. you know, already taken care of. Right. You know, right. Like, that's a very, very big decision in the sense that you could have easily played indoor for two years uh, um, um, and made more money in two years. I mean, if it's about monetary again, you could have made more money playing two years than you could have playing eight to 10, you know, on the beach circuit. I mean, you get the right contract, right? I mean, um, Japan has a good league. Italy, Italy, I know, has a men's, a, a really, really good men's league because men's, men's volleyball professionally is, is mob money. It's, it's, so every decade it's the Italians, then the gig is up and then it's the Russians, and then the gig is up and it's the Italians again. What about women? What, what, what were some of the stronger leagues for women? Um, indoors, you know, I think, so I have a bunch of friends that play um, overseas and I know that Italy has a pretty big league, but even still, like, I don't really know much about it. My best friend plays in Switzerland and I think they're doing really well. She was the MVP, so <laughs> I know that, but yeah, I really don't know too much about what, what's going on over there, but yeah. Okay. So, who's your coach at Washington? 
Ian Cook. I had Jim McLaughlin for one year, and then he ended up um, leaving, and then Keegan Cook took the position. He was our assistant at the time. Cool. And and you had Todd. Of course, you had Todd at Washington. Mm -hmm. Hey, AVC, All-American. You were at Washington. You were 33 and 15. It's a pretty good career. I mean, that's mm -hmm. that's something. You know, it's a highly competitive program. They've always been in the top 10 or, or on the outside looking in. Mm -hmm. um, 24 and 7. That's pretty good. You played with Tia Mirich. Is that how mm -hmm. you say the name? Mirich? Mirich, yeah. Mirich, cool. Mm -hmm. I, again, I was there. I really, you guys, you did you did superb at Hawaii. And I think you knew when Hawaii was playing you guys for the Big West. Mm hmm you knew the only way to be in the tournament was to win. Right. Does, did yeah. you feel that pressure a little bit? You know, we did and we didn't. The thing about it was we had played Hawaii earlier in the season and it was, we crushed them. So we had a lot of confidence going into that game that not only can we beat this team, but we can overwhelm them and we can beat them like well. So we felt pretty confident and we knew that we were a must win. Like we had to get that win for our team. Um, but we didn't feel that pressure because we knew it was possible and in our realm of capability. So we had a lot of confidence and we felt good about it going in. So not a ton of pressure, but I think we're both really hard on ourselves. So um, we both just really, really wanted to win. No, definitely. And you beat them 4-1 in um, winner's bracket. So, I mean, I, I'm, I knew it wasn't an impossibility. I just knew that I just knew that even if Hawaii lost, they were going. Right. And what, the, the same didn't apply to you. You know, right. um, it wasn't like USC and UCLA, mm -hmm. win or lose for the pack. They both knew they were going. Right. I I kind of knew much to my chagrin. LMU, I knew even if they won, they weren't gonna go. <laughs> but it right. was important to John, and it was the only time his athletic director, his boss, came to a match, and it was a tournament that they won at WCC. So that was. You know that's a that's a big deal. A, in fact, I, I mean I can't show you, but right above that I got a picture with John or whatever. I have a I have a West Coast wall, I have an East Coast wall, I have an international wall. I played professionally in Germany, so I have cool. a wall. You know you you can't you win a lot of titles. Uh, um, I was about to call you Kristen, a uh, Chrissy, um, <laughs> but you win a lot of titles, but you can't keep them all. So you you pick out these one things that have a story to tell. So this side is. Germany, this side is like New York, New York, you know, small stuff, New York urban. Right. I, I was at Hunter College for um, a cup of coffee, mm -hmm. uh, like one semester just to, to whatever. So I got yeah. that. So, so big deal, man. I like it. I like that you got you made the NCAAs, man. I was cheering for you I, uh, because you. I got to take that journey with you and um, Manly. Uh, I forgot her first name. Sam. But I was I. I was her court. I was the, the commentator on her court. So mm -hmm. she was the one I was like, ice cream or cupcake? She's like, ice cream? <laughs> what kind <laughs> of question funny. is that, you know? Yeah. Well, shit, you? Ice cream? Cupcakes? Ice cream. Ice, ice cream. cream. All yes. day. All day, dude. Yeah. Dude, I was, what kind of ice cream? Ooh, where's where's your ice cream spot? Good question. I think my ice cream spot is probably Cold Stone. And I get their apple pie ice cream. So it's like, sweet cream ice cream and they put like apple pie filling and then like some like cinnamon and graham cracker yeah it's it's delicious what's this so place called again cold stone oh shit. yeah okay yeah <laughs> where's where's the, where's your cold stone where's the cold stone here in the south bay oh south bay i don't know i don't live in the south bay but i know that the one i usually go to is in seal beach and i actually live in 29 palms so there's one out there too there's not very many things in 29 palms mm. but there is a cold stone so good they got it right well, mine yep. in New York was a tasty delight. It was like okay. a low, low fat, and you were allowed to use the pump, pump as much ice cream as you want. They charge by the weight. And there was nice. one in California. It was in Santa Monica. Mm -hmm. And now they closed. And now I'm... I'm Pumped. Yeah. I'm <laughs> um, screwed. Yep. There uh, <laughs> I was like, um, um, yeah, but listen, my wife liked it. Um, and I'm luck. I'm one of these lucky dudes, Chrissy. I'm one of these guys that like, I always tell my young friends, mm -hmm. if you're lucky enough to have a girl, and you'll agree with me on this one, I'm going somewhere okay. with this. If you're lucky enough to have a girl that doesn't ask you for shit, right? Mm -hmm. And she only asks you to do one or two things. 
do the one of two things, dude. <laughs> just do, do the one of two things. Happy wife, happy life. So for her, just go. get her some ice cream, rub her shoulders, listen to her problems. And whatever <laughs> Kelly wants, Kelly gets. So but they close. So I, that's the reason why I was asking. Now, I know there's a place oh, okay. called Handles on, on Torrance. So I think that's supposed to be pretty good. But, okay. you know, it sucks. I'm, I'm, I love ice cream. I was neurologically addicted to Haagen-Dazs. <laughs> Really? Yes. Neuro you know what I'm okay. Neurologically addicting means that I'm in my apartment in Harlem, right? Mm -hmm. I've been eating it every night and now I'm getting fat, right? So I'm like, all right, if it's not in the freezer, I'm good, right? If, right. I, if it's not in the freezer, yeah. I'm not going to eat it, right? Problem right. solved. Exactly. There you go. 10 o'clock comes. I'm doing my homework. 11 o'clock comes. And, you know, I'm trying to memorize a play because that's my major, right? And 11 30 yep. comes. I'm looking at the clock and I'm looking at the freezer. I'm looking at the clock. I'm looking at the freezer. I'm looking yeah. at the clock. I'm looking at the goddamn freezer. I put on clothes, go to the bodega, and I don't only buy one pint. I buy two just in case I do. I, just in case I get stupid the next <laughs> night and put myself in that position Same again. Position. So, <laughs> so listen, clean since 2013. I went to the meeting. <laughs> Did it. <laughs> My name's Jason. I'm an ice cream holic. Hi, Jason. Hi, Hi Jason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about a little bit of pain, girl. Let's talk okay. about um let's talk about your first tour all right huntington boom gulf shores yep. didn't go your way whatever you got to the dance and that's more than anybody can say they've done their whole freaking lives so something to be proud of but i know you want more mm -hmm. austin all right don't have enough points it is what it is right new york we knew i mean you had to know a goal series and only four qualifier winners you probably came in there knowing that it was that that was that was going to be consolidated so yeah. your first opportunity, you have to wait for Seattle, mm -hmm. right? You end up losing, you, you have to play a, a first round, a second round, and a third, and you ended up losing to, I believe, Kerry Shu. Yep. And Janelle Allen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, when I found out about that, when I, because I, I read about it, like Travis, um, I think mm -hmm. Travis interview, Travis Mirwitter, who's like, everybody's homie right he's awesome like, yeah he's, he's the best he's like if there was like a citizen of the world like united nations and there is one he, he should be one he should be <laughs> he's like the roger federer like he could be yep. playing an away game and people still cheer him so right, <laughs> right? <laughs> so right roger yeah. federer played andy murray but no who, who the hell's booing federer nobody right right nobody. serena yeah boo. <laughs> all the time yeah apologize <laughs> you're a thief <laughs> Remember that? You accused me of cheating. Yeah. Apologize. Oh, she caught a fit. So yeah. take, I'm going to give you the floor. Take me through some of the disappointment. You, you talked about you guys cried in the airport, you know, before going to the airport. You guys probably cried on the plane. You know, the plane is sitting there. You got to wait to exit. And now you're hypersensitive. You probably cry from that, too. Right. Um, Take me through some of the um, the beginning of the beginning rounds all the way up to Carrie Shu and, and Janelle Allen. The floor is yours, sweetheart. Awesome. Yeah, I'll go ahead. I'm going to backtrack just a little bit to kind of give some backstory. But for us, yeah, we came in with zero points. Didn't know that we couldn't play with no points. So we actually flew to Colorado first to play in an AVP next. We ended up winning that. We spent like, that was the biggest investment. Like, okay, we're going to spend all the money we have to go to this tournament. And you know, whatever happens, happens. We ended up winning, which got us a berth into the Manhattan Beach Open wild yes, card. Colorado. So, right. So we felt like, okay, we're going to play in a main draw this season and we have some points. So we were feeling pretty good. So we come to Seattle and I'm stoked, obviously, because I went to school there. Like a bunch of friends of mine are coming. I get to see my coach and, you know, friends. And so did I coach was excited. Did, 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 did coach come? He did. Yeah. Good. We did get to see him. He actually lives um, near there. So near the site. So he was able to come, which was cool. Um, so yeah, we had, you know, played and it was going pretty well. We played craft and maple for the first time. Um, and we didn't, they didn't, we didn't know anybody. So we didn't know, we just said they were in high school because their parents were cheering about how they were in high school. <laughs> yeah. They were and, 16, uh, I think at the time. Yeah. And they were gnarly. We played them in a round. Um, and so, yeah, we were just kind of chugging along and things were great. And we got into, that match against Carrie Shoe and we felt pretty good. And, you know, again, we never really like were able to overestimate or underestimate our opponents because we really didn't know anything. So this was just a back and forth battle that we'd had and we got in some trouble in the freeze. Um, and 
And it was also unfortunate because I believe um, Janelle Allen, Carrie Shue's partner, got hurt in our match. Um, and we ended up making a hitting error on the play she got hurt, and that ended the game. So if we were able to just keep playing, we probably what we would have won most likely because she was quite injured from what we heard after the fact. Um, but yeah, kind of going back to your point on the disappointment, it was really hard. We were coming off of the AVP Next tournament win, feeling pretty good. I'm like, okay, you know, things are going to be good from here on out. But that tournament was really hard for us. And we felt just a little bit bummed because A, we thought, again, we were trying to keep rolling. But B, this was money we were spending, money we were losing. We didn't get into the tournament at all. Um, we thought it was going to be our first main draw and that didn't happen and um it was just a bummer and we kind of thought you know where do we go from here because there are still tournaments in between now and manhattan so what if we don't ever play in a main draw until right then there's so many questions and, and so much you know heartache and uh yeah it was just kind of one of those things where fortunately we were both still super hungry and still super willing to keep making those you know financial investments time investments um you know blood sweat and tears all the things that go into it um, and came back to practice on that next Monday or whatever day it was and, and keep working. Yeah, there's nothing more disappointing. The only thing more disappointing than working really hard and wanting something for yourself mm -hmm. um, is wanting something for the person with you because you know they work just as hard. And it's doubles is so, so weird like that because there's a large percentage of investment because it's just the one person. There's some, right. like you could be on, on a sixes team and an 18 person roster and you're maybe sad for your oppo or maybe you're sad for your setter who maybe had a bad game and, you know, just trying to deliver mm -hmm. some whatever. And mm -hmm. you're like, hey, you know, cheer up kid, this and that. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing more disappointing than wanting it for your partner as mm -hmm. much as you want it for yourself. And in some cases more or less, but on that same scale. Mm -hmm. And then it just, it's just heartbreaking, dude. Yeah. You know, when I moved here, um, I, no one knew me. So I picked up a club team evolution, Duncan Avery. Um, okay. um, he's, he's one of the great, nicest human beings I ever met. I picked up his 16s team, mm -hmm. um, trying to make a, you know, build my brand for club. Yep. I took a team that was ranked 42nd in California. And by the time we got to nationals, we were fifth in the nation. Wow. And then we had a gold play-in against San Juan, a Puerto mm -hmm. Rican team. And we came back from 14-9, game three, tied it up 14 up and subsequently lost. But oh, wow. I went to the hotel and I didn't want it for myself because by the time when I moved here, I already had a reputation. I don't care about none of that, that, that mm -hmm. validation stuff. I could I could leave the sport now and be and be good. Mm -hmm. Um now it's just now it's just gravy. It's just fun. It's not the turkey, it's the gravy. Right. But Man, I went to the bathroom and I looked like Diane Lane or whatever her name was, Diane Keaton. You ever see that movie, Something's Gotta Give, with Jack Nichols, Jack Nicholas, Jack Nicholson, Keanu Reeves. She, Keanu Reeves, and she broke up or whatever. And everywhere she went, she tried to eat a big, uh, <laughs> brush her teeth. <laughs> everywhere I went, I was crying uncontrollably. And I went to a restaurant. The, the parents invited me to an Italian restaurant. Mm -hmm. And I started crying at the table. I went to the bathroom. I'm, you know, look in the mirror, get your shit together, dude, you know, man up, you know, I'm ex-military too. I mean, we don't, we don't cry. I'm a, you know, I'm a Gulf War, vet. Gulf War vets don't cry. Um, oh, wow. Came back to the, to the table. Finally, mm -hmm. you know, what's coming next. <laughs> right so right so uh, um of course I'm, I'm i'm giving you an exaggerated version of how you might have felt but just drawing a picture for our listeners um mm -hmm. how disappointing it is to lose when you put in day and night it's it's just whatever i nobody there's no coach in america that put that much work in a club team that that the way i did you know and that was when I first moved here. You know, I got my brand's my brand now. I was LMU, John, you know, mm -hmm. WCC. So, oh, by yeah. the way, Hermosa Beach, we're going to talk about Hermosa Beach later. I coached, I was Earl's, Earl Schultz, the guy with the fro. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was his Earl. coach. I got him into his first main draw. So, cool. That's awesome. So that's I didn't something that. we're going to talk about and, and probably in a few seconds. Um, but like you, he's tried a bunch of times. And sometimes you run into a really good team and it's like, all right, 
Let's see what happens. And, sh you know, at Huntington Beach, they ran into the Cuban team. That's not a team they, that they thought they knew they were going to beat. Chicago, they ran into Theo Brunner and John Hyden, who really have no business being in the qualifier. And I'm like, yeah. gee, thanks a lot. You know, that's like my boy Cameron Beans. He played mm. with Sean Ledig and his and they, and they were at their prime. And their first match was Came Shock and Ricardo in New oh. York. Give Jeez. me a break, <laughs> you yeah, know. It's a rough draw. And listen, Carrie Shoe is a you know she's she's um, uh, um she's it's chill fine. now, but she was a rough rider. She was a boss. She's a demon at the net, man. Big old legs. Definitely. Big old legs look like she could fight crime with them legs, you know. <laughs> Those are crime fighting player. legs, uh, Chrissy. <laughs> she's a really good player for sure. Definitely a lot of respect for her. She's awesome. So you take that plane ride home. There's some disappointment. There's some tears. There's there's mm -hmm. still this emotional investment because you said Monday you guys hop back on the court, treat everything like a normal day. The process, you know what you're doing. You're getting better at doing it the right way. There's no questions about you getting better at doing shit the wrong way. Um, who's your coach right now? Um, Mark Fishman and Jeff Conover. Oh, cool. Jeff yeah. Conover is. Yeah. That's your coach. Was he yeah. out there when um? No, he wasn't. Was he out there when um no Fishman was out there when um I said hi to you right on um yeah. on, okay cool I like him Fishman yeah he's awesome isn't he isn't he he's just amazing he's and he's he's the secretary of making sense yeah you know <laughs> he right he really is so yep. so let's fast forward let's go to Hermosa Beach <laughs> now I'm gonna give you the floor but this I wanna <laughs> say something your first match was against Miranda Gagne and Lindsay Rivas, right? They're, they're local product, right? And Miranda's been da battling some injuries. And she told me before the tournament, she feels the best she's, she's felt in a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, and I taped the match. I, I like put a camera there and just recorded and went back and coached mm -hmm. and found out they lost like 21-9, 21-5. I'm like, and I was thinking, I was like, I thought you said you feel good, man. <laughs> Played like doo-doo, man. Give me some toilet paper. But, um. <laughs> Then I found out who it was, found out it was you guys. And then, of course, in retrospect, two, a few days later, how, how you guys finish? And I'm like, oh, 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 okay. All right, okay, all right, my bad, okay. All right, so you go to Hermosa Beach. You actually were battling uh, some leg pain you thought was a cramp but turned out to be some kind of different undisclosed injury what match who are you playing against when that happened yeah so the it the injury was related to a cramp like the cramps existed so i was getting really bad thigh or calf cramps because we had just been playing and it was hot and you know qualifiers are brutal especially when you're 47th in the qualifiers yeah. so you have to play all the rounds <laughs> um it's the gladiator pits. so yeah yeah, it's a long day and it's awkward times of sitting and it's kind of hard to stay warm all day. And so I was getting these cramps and we were in our play-in match. So we were playing against, I believe, Kim Smith and Laura Dykstra. Dykstra. Yep. Yeah. So we were playing against them in our play-in match. And I don't know at what point in the match it was, but it, I know it was almost over. But I get this leg, this uh, calf cramp. And when I land from a jump, it was, first of all, the best cut shot of my entire life. But when I landed um my calf cramped and it my leg just buckled like my leg couldn't handle the impact of me landing on the ground so my knee just was very it was very painful so I sat there and Zana was kind of like are you having a cramp and I don't want to like scare her but I was like no <laughs> like it's a it's a little bit more than that so we took a timeout. And I was still kind of running on adrenaline because I'm like, this is our play in match. And this, we are a couple points away from winning this game. And this is happening to me right now. Like, there's no way I, like, we've come too far. I'm thinking about Seattle and this like injury timeout. And I'm thinking about all these things and how hard we've worked and how we're so close. And I'm like, I don't care what it is. Like I'm finishing this game. If I have to hobble, like we are going to figure out a way if I have to play ball this out there, whatever, like we're going to win this game. And so we ended up winning it, um, which was awesome. But I knew in my head, I was like, there's a slim chance I play tomorrow, slim. Because once the adrenaline wears off, I was like, I'm hurting. Um, what was crazy though is, I don't know if I just played it off really well, but they didn't really serve me after that. And I was like, man, like, okay, cool. Well, calves are easy to play off. Look, unless you yeah. literally went down and held your calf. I did, like, I went down and I was oh, sitting there. Yeah, and we took an injury timeout, the whole thing, yeah. Hey, 
Oh my God, um, they just dumb then. Sorry. <laughs> no, so I'm I, I sound like I'm attacking them personally, but no. No, that's, yeah. That's, it, vo- it, that's volley I, dumb. Sorry, go ahead. Right. No, that's <clears throat> you're right. I think uh I came out and I I to their credit, I definitely um, you know, played it off when I got out there. Like I tried to walk out as like confidently as possible and like, okay, everything's good. But I remember getting to my position like and being like this is this is not not good. So yeah, that was the match that we were playing in. It was our play-in to get to the main draw. Oh, my goodness. And actually, the second set, you won. I think you beer gate them. Um, in New York, we call it a beer game. You hold someone under 10 points. Um, oh, okay. Because like Central Park at that time, there was only one beach court. And mm-hmm. Sundays was hard top fours. That was just – that was not – that was not for the weak at heart. Those those were a bunch of savages, man. Really good players, but one beach court, like everybody says they can play, right? So yeah. so if they can't, if you hold them with the ten points, they gotta buy you a beer or whatever. Oh, for oh, me okay. a mojito, cause I don't like beer. That's just right. that's just liquid liquid. I don't know to sound redundant, liquid urine. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense. But it was really really cool for you, cause I I read a little bit of the story before I did I did a little research on you, yeah, and see. that was something I wanted you to to take us through. And I thought you you did you did so excellently because if you couldn't finish, everybody would have understood. Right. Right. You were hurt, and and, and shit happens, and you know you you got you still got your bid for Manhattan Beach, and mm-hmm. and maybe your star shines there. You know, maybe maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, or you could do you could go another way. You could go mm-hmm. another way. You 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 went your way. You went the Todd Rogers way. You went the Chrissy Jones way. You for sure went, um, I was going to say my way, but I'm like, nah, I'm, <laughs> I'm out of there, dude. No, no. Me, when I played indoor, I was an indoor dog for, for two and a half decades. I'm, you know, honestly, if I would have rung out, I would have, st- if, if I felt that way, I probably would have stopped playing indoor <laughs> like yep. 15 years in. Like this is, mm-hmm. this is wrecking my body. I can't, you know, so yeah. I really, really love that you do that. So you make the main draw, right? Mm-hmm. You lose to um, um, Nutson, right? Spieler, Delaney yeah. Nutson and Katie Spieler. Mm-hmm. It's weird because it's not the first time you played them. I mean, and just in 2019 alone, that had to be your fifth meeting, right? Just in small tournaments and this and that and random things, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they seem mm-hmm. to. I don't know. It was weird. I, I would like to say they have your number, but when when these games are decided by two points in the third set, it's just those are just two evenly matched people, and and it could go one way. You know, yep. like Marlo said from the wire, you want it one way, <laughs> but it's the other way. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. if you've ever seen the wire, you ever seen the wire? Got to see it. I've never like watched it, but I, I know it exists. I've I must it. see. You're a public policy major. You have to see the wire. Basically, okay. it's Baltimore in a nutshell. Just, okay. <laughs> the first season is about drugs. Second season is about dock workers and unemployment. Third season is about taking down a kingpin. Fourth season is about the school system. Fifth season is about politics, about running for office. And Dominic West, who uh, plays Officer McNulty, he's a Brit, puts on the perfect Baltimore accent. But um, cool. a lot of people, you're going to recognize a lot of faces who are now working actors. A lot of people, in some of these HBO miniseries, a lot of people cut their teeth and become you know, build their brand through that. Like Band of Brothers, right? All of those people are working. Uh, Game of Thrones, all of those people will always have work, you know, except right. for, um, I don't know, um, who's the redhead chick? Man, she played Jean Grey in X-Men. I absolutely despise it. I'm just like, this is the end of the X-Men as we know it. So so <laughs> you lose, anyway, you lose to Nutson and Spieler, and you, I think you have to win eight straight matches. To, yeah, to make the semifinals. Like I, I yeah. mean, look, you ran out of fingers to count. You're like, how many matches is that? Uh, uh, yeah. Let me just get my, well, my toes. No, yeah. my toes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. No, and, you're right. And again, you run into Maple and Kraft, who you met and beat in Seattle. And this time, they got a little bit more experience. You got a little bit more experience. Mm-hmm. One of the most exciting matches, and this is saying a lot, because that Hermosa Beach in two, 2019, mm-hmm. You can watch any match and say that's the most exciting match I've seen in 10 years. You could have watched Banesh Banesh and Roberts play Mm -hmm. Slick and Allen, right? You could have watched my boy Dave Palm 
talk about savages. He teamed up with Dylan Merrick, who's like everybody's favorite son, um, beat Case Beer and Shock on center court, right? Wow. You could talk about David Lee, indoor play, gold medal player, playing with Rosie, making the semis one point away. Uh, you know, the, the um, frozen score, this and that. Yeah. Wow, dude, that's the best match I've seen in 10 years, you know? Right. Um, even the guys I coached, Jake and Earl, played Jake Rosner and Chris Vaughn. That was three mm. sets, and Jake Rosner caught fire. Uh, Jake caught fire in a jump serve and beat my Jake. You know, in yeah. fact, when we crossed, when we switched sides, I said, "You're fucking killing me, Jake." And, <laughs> and both of them said, "Sorry, man." You know, yeah. like both of them was like, "Sorry, dude," or something like right. that. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, That's funny. Yeah. So I only brought that up because Jake. Um, the only time I played in, in a beach volleyball, I played one Manhattan mm -hmm. Open. And I played mm -hmm. Jake uh, first round. I just, I just wanted. I was forty-seven. I wanted to play before I got too old. You never yep. guess. You never guess how old I am right now. You know? Yeah, I, I would not. Wow, that's. I'm, I'm fifty. I'm fifty-one. Wow. I'm fifty-one in July. So. Yeah, wow. Right. Pretty cool, bad. right? I would have yeah. never guessed that. No, wow. I don't look fifty. I look like a unattractive. I look like an ugly thirty-five. Um, <laughs> but I brought it up because I taped that match, and I believe Rob Espero. Mm -hmm. Um. Speaking of savages, right? Rob on the um, mic, yeah. God, he's one of my favorite commentators. Yeah. My dream is for me and him to do it. He he calls play, I break it down. That's that's that will be the best. That can and will be the best commentating team in beach volleyball. Not indoor. I like I like Sunderland. I like Barnett for indoor, outdoor. Yep. But um, actually, I'm I'm queuing it up. I'm I'm gonna take our our um, because there's a video version of this. I'm gonna queue up match point. Okay. But since I'm yapping away, let me let me continue. You guys, it's one set of piece. Mm -hmm. You guys, they they're up fourteen twelve. I think might, a, maybe fourteen eleven, maybe it was fourteen. Something like yeah, something like that. But you let yeah. a ball go. Um, you thought a ball was gonna go out wow. and landed in like a two over or whatever, and that Still gave them match point. One play later, they get a dig, and on her own too, she pokes over you guys, and now you guys could do it look as look, and it goes mm -hmm. out. That ball goes in. That's the match, and we got two sixteen-year-olds going to the semifinals. Ladies and gentlemen, listening, that's the quarterfinals. That is a corner final match with a couple of college grads and, and a couple of girls who aren't even old enough to go to, to join the military. Never mind drink. Never right. mind go to college. Yeah. So somehow, some way, down match point, you, you get a few key blocks. In fact, I think you got two consecutive blocks. One was a great, I don't know if it was a two block or a four block jump in, like a, mm -hmm. but Muno switched late. So I thought it was a four, but Muno's always switching late. Um, Boom, that was great. And I was like, wait, she'll probably get another one. Oh, sugar, she got another <laughs> one. So everybody bear with me. I'm gonna take us through match point. This is the video. Let's cue it up. Oh dear. Oh, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that part. That's okay. <laughs> that was the one you were like, yeah. <laughs> so this is the point where she, it was just a great dig and she goes yeah. over. That should have been the game, or yep. in theory, should have been the game. So let's just right. honestly, since this is um, this is consolidated, let's take this through it. That was okay. That was a four block. Yep. That was a four block switch. Okay, which is odd because that was a oh, you did a strand side on a four. That's wide. So now it's fourteen up. Now it's fourteen up. Cool. So it was twelve fourteen. We we didn't know. This one, you look like you kept your call. 15-14. And all of it leads to this moment because it's so crazy. Like the greatest rally, um, Chrissy, happened to yeah. be match point. Yeah. Watch this dig. Oh, block. Okay. Good dig. And then she creates a string from Oceanside, and I see that. You knew she's gonna go middle because she's been doing that. And I, when you got this dig, hit the back line. Hit the back yep. line, that's game. When you got that dig, by the way, if you pause this. The crowd, you can hear yeah, it. Yeah, if you pause this, mm -hmm. there's a, a an umbrella, like the um, where, where you're on the ground, the umbrella right behind you. I'm there, I'm watching it. I'm watching the game. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Um, nice. Well, the reason being is because when I got into the draw, I got Earl and Jake into the draw. It was also my birthday. So oh, Greg wow. Faulkner, you know Greg Faulkner from whatever, Forrest Smackfest, him, Miranda, and a whole bunch of people chipped in and got me me, me a table. So I basically, nice. since I had the coaches thing, I gave them the table back and just came in, you know, came in and out. But right. I was, I, I watched that match. So mm -hmm. 
Um, a good seat. That's a good round. Yes. All right. So um, take me through 14-12. This free ball situation, you think it's out. Yeah. It lands in. Yep. Go. Yeah. Well, you know, again, I'll, I'm going to go back a little bit, but, you know, since this tournament began, there was just adversity. And, you know, we actually went and told Jeff Conover before we lost our first match that we were most likely going to forfeit. So they moved our match off of stadium court onto a different court in case I ended up not being able to play. Court five. So, yeah. So this whole tournament was just full of adversity. And in that moment when that free ball landed in, I, for like half a second, was really embarrassed and was like, oh my gosh, crazy. But it quickly faded because we had dealt with so much like this, this tournament that I was like, okay, what are you going to do? How are you going to respond? So, you know, the thing about it is, is Zana is a, a great partner and she was just like, you know, we're just going to keep going. You just got to forget about it. We're going to keep going. There's still game to play. So yeah, in that moment, I was just kind of thinking about, okay, how can I reset? How can I make the next play a good one? And like you said, fortunately, they made a hitting error, which was in our favor. And then also we knew about the freeze, because like I said before, in Seattle, we had gotten in some trouble in the freeze. And so this time, we're like, okay, let's use the freeze in our favor, you know? So like, not only do we have um, some time, but like, they have to score on a yeah, serve. they got to so do it like, old school. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it bought us more time and we felt really confident in our side out ability. Um, so what was cool though, was kind of, we had our, it was, I mean, that was all about our defense that last, those last yeah. sequence of points, all defense, um, four consecutive so we, points, Chrissy. Right. Yeah. All defense. So, which is, which is huge. You know, everyone knows it's, it's easier to score and serve receive. And so us playing great defense is something that I've always valued in our partnership and something that I think is special about us. And so, yeah, that was just a testament to that, but there were definitely a lot of emotions <laughs> going on in that game. And so for us, it was just about managing that and controlling what we could control. Taking care of things you can control is mm -hmm. definitely a, a heightened emphasis on the top 15 college beach teams. Mm -hmm. Todd Rogers, John Mayer, Dane Blanton, longtime assistant for Anna, now the head coach. God bless. He earned it. If it was between him and Eric, I'm choosing Dane too because, like I said, great players can are not going to hurt your game. They're just levels how much they can help. So, sorry, right. Eric. It's got to be Dane. Um, who else? Who's my guy from Arizona State? Brad Keenan? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Controllables. Things you can control. Mm -hmm. Things. To, sometimes there's a windy day. Sometimes there's a crowd that, you know, that's loud. Sometimes someone's blowing this whistle just before you serve, you know, some right. crazy, some crazy nonsense. Right. But outside of the things where pressure is putting on you, some, some, some of it's un, um, unfounded. Some of it comes from a, a, a loud place. Some of it's physical, some, all of it's psychological. Taking care of things you can control is something they teach you in college. And this is why the gen your generational players, pretty much you and everybody else that's coming after you, is taking taking the F over, man. It's mm -hmm. taking the F over. Look no further than the sample size we just used, Hermosa Beach. How old are you you playing in Hermosa Beach in 2019? Asking a woman her age, but we athletes, so I don't oh, give no, a damn. Oh, no, it's fine. Um, so if that was 2019, it's 2021. I was 22 or 23. Okay. One of those. How old was the, uh, Maple and Craft? 16. 16. How yeah. old were the Norris twins? 17. The, the Norris twins made the draw. How old, oh, you know, cool. um, who else? How old, I mean, Partain, he didn't, he, he didn't make it, but he made the draw when he was 15. I'm not, well, I'm not going to talk about the men because they're a mess. But <laughs> when the current batch of women who are playing, this is before it became an NCAA sport, the current batch of women really, really have to assess. Mm-hmm. When a bunch of girls come out of college or, or out of, even out of high school and they're, and they're sitting there and, and housing people. Travis Muir was on my podcast last week. Oh, because, yeah? Yeah, because nice. Volley Talk, he, someone gave it to him about like, oh, you know, if you can't make the main draw, you know, on this tournament, then, then it's time to assess your game and this and that. Uh, and and um, I always tell Travis, don't feed the trolls, man. Yeah, I was going to say as, that. As you continue is... to brand build, the, yo, they could be vicious. 
look, they had something on me. I had one guy I was like, oh, that Jason guy, I, I hate his commentary. I, I have it on mute. I don't listen to this guy. And yeah. and I didn't even know until like I Google searched myself and I saw volley chat and I said, my name comes up and I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, I'm not going to answer it. Then he did it again. And finally I was like, yo, listen, I got a wife. She loves, she loves me and I love her. You're just going to get have to get over me. You know, yeah, you, it's <laughs> I'm already hard. I'm already spoken for. So, right. So as a rule, you don't feed the trolls. But Travis had this really good quote that I'm going to read at the end of the podcast. But um, basically. And you'll agree with me on this. If you're in the qualifiers, which I call the gladiator pits, the qualifiers represent the best regional winners. Yeah. of of everybody you won a next mm -hmm. right yeah. um town rumble winners you know grass court uh, a wapako boat ride you know mm -hmm. uh mother load right uh i was jeff samuel's coach for 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 a minute or two i, I was his him and dave palm at huntington mm -hmm. um when you were doing your thing in gulf shores um we they didn't qualify so mm -hmm. you have to understand that they're, they're not not elite athletes because they don't qualify they represent right. the best and mm -hmm. sometimes Theo Brunner and whatever, <laughs> you know, they're there and you know, and you know, they're going to make it. And then right. sometimes shit happens. Yep. My best qualifier match, my favorite qualifier match, Chrissy, was Rafu Rodriguez and Kevin McCulloch against Reed Pretty and Kane Shock. Wow. A first round qualifier yeah. match. That's crazy. I have a video. You should look it up on YouTube. Top okay. five, my, the top five qualifier matches, top five matches, not in the main draw the last decade. Um, one through four, I let the fans vote it, vote it out. Because okay. I, got, I got a good fan base on, on Facebook or whatever. Nice. We mm -hmm. have about 12,000 views an episode, which is, uh, that's high for volleyball, right? I that's mean, good, yeah. Do you know 12,000 people, Chrissy? And not even close. <laughs> I probably, I barely know 12. Yeah. So. <laughs> She's like, I only know eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but one through four was voted, but number one was unanimous. That was, that's, I mean, but three of those guys have AVP titles. So, right. but, 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 and you, this is where you'll appreciate this. Um, I don't think that's what the guy was talking about. What he was talking about, and I use Miles Partain as an example. Miles Partain mm -hmm. made the made the draw, 15 mm -hmm. years old. Mm -hmm. Did he have someone carry him? No, his brother carried him, who was 17, right? Mm -hmm. so I have friends who have been trying to qualify for three years, right? right? All of my friends, I think I speak for almost every single one of them, do they jump higher than Miles? Yes, they do. Do, hit, do they hit harder than Miles? Yes, they do. Are they more athletic than Miles? Of course they are. But yet, there he is and there you are and that was the question of self-assessment and that was actually the one troll that was worth answering you know mm -hmm. travis went another way travis basically had this this fdr quote like showing up you mm -hmm. know is you, you don't i mean you have more appreciation if you're actually the guy that's showing up there to right. win and showing up to lose and and you can understand if you're not there you can understand but only to an extent to fully appreciate the why you do this the glory mm -hmm. um are, are the gladiators the the people mm -hmm. the, the gladiators in the arena you know yeah. i'm a big um, mma fan you know mm -hmm. so when someone said donald cowboy cerrone quit when conor mcgregor knocked him out i'm like you're a freaking idiot that man's in, in in the cage fighting for his life. Right. <laughs> Ain't nobody quitting, you know? Let's right. why don't you bring your put your behind in the cage, see what happens. So <laughs> right. So that but that's why I brought that up. But mm -hmm. you win, right? You 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 face yeah. Betsy, you face Emily. Yep. They were on the mission. They didn't lose a set. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean you're you were probably the only team that, that got that lost within two, but some, you know. Um, and I know at some point me and you are getting hungry here, getting fidgety, but I want you to take take me to Manhattan Beach. And I didn't even tell you how long this is going to be. It's, it's like, oh no, it's fine. You got <laughs> me and Dane went an hour and a half. Um, and, oh, did you? That's yeah, funny. me and um, and the longest one was three hours, but we're not doing that. But that's with the coach. <laughs> that was with the coach when we were talking about transgender and uh, athletes and sports. Um, um, his name is Brian McDermott out of Chicago. Um, he's, he televised and made national TV. He had a uh, way to play beach volleyball, indoor beach during COVID and like the safety protocols or whatever uh, mm -hmm. that all the, the health departments got on board with. So, you mm -hmm. know, nationally. So you could, you'll love this guy. But, um, okay, Manhattan Beach. Mm -hmm. Who'd you play? Um, do you remember who you played first? Manhattan Beach. I don't actually. I, I know you're going to tell me. I have it all written here and... <laughs> I got like a whole bunch of pages here and uh, nope. I, 
says that you were sixth in blocks in two nine, 2019. That's that's believable. That's I mean, I think that's I think six is kind of a low number in my mind because yeah. because seeing you at the net, you know, well, I guess yeah. six blocks that are not recovered, man. Right. If you count the touch blocks that you yeah. have to you have to hit on three that you got to go or touches right. that they recover, that they eventually hit out. You know, when right. you when you're sixth in blocking, that says a lot more um, mm -hmm. off paper. Right. Like if you if you play a match, Chris, and you have four aces mm -hmm. and you and let's say you have three errors or four errors you're killing them because paper doesn't count the number of out of system plays passes, the number of shanks yeah. that that results in free balls and this and that what's mm -hmm. next for you what's next for chrissy jones who are you playing with right now well back was on amino which is really awesome we're throwing it back to 2019 which i mean who doesn't want to go back to volleyball in 2019 <laughs> you're playing muno um, again yeah we're we're back um we've been training together we're having a lot of fun we're we're growing we're learning and it's funny because you know i would get comments on my posts that were like i miss you and zana and <laughs> i know a lot of people really did love watching us play um, our rookie season so yeah i gave her a call and you know i know that she is an amazing player and i've never felt more comfortable like playing with someone because the trust i have in her to do her job especially on defense is like whatever she wants to do back there i'm like I trust you because she's just digs everything. She's a machine. So I'm super excited to be back playing with her and just in a lot better, um, you know, headspace. And it's, it's really great to play with her and we think similarly and we vibe really well. So I'm really excited. I'm excited. I mean, I might be the second most excited person or maybe the yeah. third, maybe second yeah. and first, or maybe Todd the first that you and are you and, um, Oh my God, you have a nickname. I, be, I, I keep calling her, um, um, by her whole first name. What the hell was it? Susanna or something like that? Susanna, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not calling her Susanna no more. I'm going to call, <laughs> call her Muno. I'm excited yeah. for two reasons. One, I believe great chemistries uh, beat great beat great talented teams. All right, you got you got Trevor and Try. They're great. They're great. They're great talent, but they're also a great chemistry. Even mm -hmm. more so, they're, they're they're more successful on the FIB scene than they are on on, on the domestic tour. So, um, I bring your attention, like. Everyone says like Phil can win with everybody. That's not no. That's bullshit. That's not true. All right. If he did, he would have won three gold medals, and he didn't. Okay. So, so people kind of playing themselves with that. But great chemistries beat great teams, and you guys are a great, great, great uh, really great chemistry. And I really hope you guys do your thing. That's on a professional. On a personal note, I'm more of a fan of the game than I am of players. I'm a volleyball purist, very mm -hmm. much like an MMA purist. Um, but. Do you have my exceptions, you know? Yeah, I'm a fan. <laughs> Chrissy, I'm a fan. I wanted you on the show because there was a the um kind of a fanboy in me that wanted you on the show. I mean, there there was also uh, a, on a professional side, I I just wanted people to get to know you better. You're this wonderful, wonderful human being, this great volleyball player that I, in my opinion, don't think enough people are talking about. And everybody's okay. like, oh, plenty of people talk about it. I'm like, plenty of people don't talk about it. Not enough. <laughs> no, you know, not enough. Yeah. I just want more people to get to know who you are and this and that. I didn't get I didn't get too personal. I'm not asking about transgender yeah. in sports with you or, or any other, other sense. In fact, the time that we have is just enough time to talk about volleyball. So, yeah. so I think for the volleyball purists, they're going to appreciate this episode as much as I appreciate it. Um, mm -hmm. I appreciate having you on. Okay. But. Hey, listen, when this whole COVID thing, I don't know, when it settles down a little bit, let's do something in studio. Join me. Join Dougie Fresh. Um, you've seen my setup, so you know yeah. I, could, I could watch MMA. You yep. know, we'll order some Chinese or whatever. I can't find Love any it. Chinese out here. I, you know? Yeah, I can't either, but <clears throat> um, I'm interested. Chrissy, people want to know more about Chrissy Jones. Um, how do they, how do they... How do fans get with you? Is it just an Instagram account or is it a web? Do you have a website? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just on Instagram, uh, Chrissy Jones 28. Uh, you can follow me there. I, you know, one thing that I am not by nature a social media person, but, you know, with the sport and building my brand, I've had to learn to be. So it's been um, a fun change. So you can follow me there and expect a lot of posts this year. It's something I'm telling myself to work on. So, yeah. yeah. Or you can just keep doing what you're doing. I mean, like Phil isn't a social media person, but people know him yeah. because there are, listen, there are players where their player, their play builds their brand and, and their play does the talking Karch. Karch, mm -hmm. before he started screaming and tearing down net systems, <laughs> you know, because of bad calls, he was that quiet guy too, you know. Um, right. uh, Todd, 
I guess so too. But it's so weird because like the older some of these guys get, the more you see them at their worst moment. Like right. I'm sure you saw the moment in Latvia when Todd lost his ash. You're like, oh yeah. my God. I definitely <laughs> called him and asked him about that before yes. I agreed to play for him. I was like, is this what I can expect in practices? Are you going to be screaming at me like that? And he was like, that was no, my very laid back. <laughs> favorite moment, dude. I, I, I don't remember who I had. I, I had Ian Satterfield on the podcast <laughs> and we played that YouTube video. And then Todd yeah. at the end of the video, it's the camera's right in his face. Why do they put that chick up there? She, she sucks. sucks. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Phil is just like. Phil is so calm oh. throughout it. He's just like, yeah. And the Latvians, are, just, and the Latvians <laughs> are hamming it up, dude. I, I, I think it was in Latvia. They were playing Lion King and uh, Smedins, but. <laughs> yeah. But okay, so that's how they get to get with you. Anything you want to say to the uh, your, your people and my people before you go? Just thanks for having me. You know, I, again, like you said, I feel like I'm pretty low key in terms of interacting with people. Mm. Um, So it's nice to be exposed to a new audience and Mm. uh, I'm excited for what this year brings and hopefully I get to connect with more people. And like you said, maybe we can get together in in the studio and do something like this again. Yeah. And also talk about some more fun stuff. Like, like, do you like movies or do you like (laughs) swimming pools or, or whatever the beach or, you know, just stuff like that. I think, you can let people know more personal side to you. That's of course not too personal. You're a public policy person. So, <laughs> right. so me, I'm me, I've been in politics since I was 16 years old. I've, okay. I'm old enough. I was 14. The first, actually the first presidential election I watched is Mondale and Ronald Reagan. And wow. that was 500 and Mondale only got 10 electoral votes. He got Washington DC, which isn't a state. And he got, um, Minnesota. So that was like 525 to 10 or something like that. Jeez. One of the biggest butt whoopings. Big whoop, big butt whooping this this one, right? Look, <laughs> yeah. look, I, I don't, look, I try to stay away from politics, but if my guest wants to talk about it and like your public policy, anytime you want to come back on, you talk about that. But for me personally, I honestly thought the guy coming into November on a dementia drumstick was still better than the orange guy. So I'll just leave it at that. You know, and people want to hate me, they can hate me. But I, just, I decided even that version of Biden was better. So, you know, so, but with that being said, for everybody at home, listen, this young lady, she might love you, but I can't stand you. In fact, I, I, I'm out of here. In fact, we're out of here. All right. So for all of you at home, for all of you on your cell phones watching this, for all of you on your iPad, for all of you on your droid, for all of you on your desktop, who runs the world? Old school, old school for Chrissy Jones, AVP, FIVB sensation. We didn't even talk about Portugal and, and Cambodia. Next time, I am Jason DeBeas, and I speak for both of us when I say we're out. Come check out the Option Podcast on OptionDB.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.